Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it's Real Jordan Dimmy. Today, our guest is Coda the Friend, and he has a very special friend with him. Introduce us to who you got with you, Coda. Oh, this is my daughter, Nori. I'm surprisingly on daddy duty. Didn't know, didn't expect it, but I'm here. And so How old is she? She's one. She's one. Yeah. She's one. Oh She's one. God. How is fatherhood treating you? How are you getting sleep yet? Getting sleep? Uh, I mean, I, got, I think I get a normal amount of sleep by now. You know, I try to. I try to get as much as I can. But um, it's it's tough. How are you balancing fatherhood and making music? Cause you you got you got uh you had this little summer pack little EP that just came out about a month ago. You had the album. You're about to go on tour in a month. How are you doing it all? How do you make it all work? Uh, I try to just give a hundred percent to the to the babies, and um, when I'm working, give a hundred percent there. So I try not to like mix the two. You know, let's do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, that's a better view right there. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. Do you so, think she's going to grow up and get into, I mean, like, she must have it in her blood, right? Yeah, like, we might good. have, right? She's very loud. Uh, we think she's going to be a singer. Like, she she loves to use her voice. And she, <laughs> she, loves, she loves when she has an audience. So as soon as we get outside or get into a restaurant or anything public, she she starts using her vocal cords, so you never know. You know? So she's a performer. She likes yeah, to perform. She's a performer for sure. There you go. There you go. She, she won't be camera shy, and an amazing hair also. Amazing yep. hair. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. That's what I've been telling Demi all the time. <laughs> she makes a good point. She makes a good point. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, man. So. Let's let's talk about music now. You've been really busy. You're one of the most prolific. There's a lot of people who only drip music every once in a while, but you feel like you're always coming up. Always coming out with something. Um, are you one of those people who like is always has a foot in the studio? Is always sort of working on a track? Yeah, I'm always in the studio. Um, it's it's kind of like I look at it as it's just what I love to do. You know, I love to make music. It's my favorite part of being an artist is actually making the music. I love it more than being on tour. I just like to create things. So, you know, it's just, it's become second nature. Yeah. And from Brooklyn, let's go. I mean, like, you know what it is about New Yorkers? We really rep, I think anyone from like a big city where there's like a lot of arts and culture just like thriving, we really rep our city. How much do you like, I guess can thank Brooklyn for like the man you are today. Uh, I owe a lot to it, man. It it toughens you up, it makes you tough, it makes you like the stuff that you can take when you're from, you know, New York City is just it's just like you understand people a little bit better. So I go around the world with this understanding that the world has come to me already, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I appreciate that and I don't take it for granted. I just think it's so funny. So like people will be in New York for like 10 years, right? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm from New York. And it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because the thing is like that New York like flair comes from like childhood, like middle school. You know what I'm saying? I'm from New York, like I'm originally from the Bronx. So like when people say they're from New York, I'm like, um, you know, I don't think it's the same. What do you think about that? Yeah, I always thought it was funny when people say they're from a place that they weren't, that they didn't grow up in, you know? It's like, I feel like, uh, <laughs> say, 
if you say you grew up in a place, then you sh your your formative years had to be in that place, you know, exactly. like the place, the, the years that really made you who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you're you're from a place and then you live in a place. It's like two different right, things. Right, right, right. Two, two different, different things. things. So, um, I wanted to talk to you because you do everything you. You write, you produce. Obviously, you're you're uh, a great you're a great lyricist too. When you're putting together an album, do you do you have a bunch of tracks that you're working on at once, and you kind of divide it? Okay, this is going to be for the album. This is going to be for something else. Or do you kind of work on everything all at once? Like you work on an album, and then and then you put that aside. You work on another album, put that aside. Or you just always have these tracks floating around. Uh, I, I look at making an album like writing a book. Or something it's just like it's a story and so i once i start an album i'm kind of tunnel vision on that album you know i'm not really working on music for other projects i'm not making singles i'm specifically trying to tell this one story and i don't stop until i feel like it's finished your your latest album i the pronunciation is it proto protea how do you pronounce it uh uh it's i looked it up on google it's, it's pronounced protea Protea. Uh, okay. My wife calls it a protea, so I just I pronounce it the way she does. <laughs> okay, you go you go with the wife. Okay, yeah, that's a good decision. Good decision. <laughs> so what what stands out for me about this album compared to some of your other your previous work is that this is like dance music. This is like summer. This is like out in the streets, like you know block party kind of music. So were you just in a really good mood? Was it fatherhood? Like why is this album so upbeat and fun? Uh, it's really, I wanted it to be more of a celebratory album. Like I wanted it to, I wanted to celebrate um, my wife and that's the whole, the whole album is dedicated to her. And it's just, you know, an ode to a beautiful person. And <clears throat> how long does it take you to, to actually like go from scratch to an actual like finished product? Uh, a few months usually. Uh, I work, I'm I'm like, I work tireless. Like I work like pretty much all around the clock. Just I'm but once I have an idea, it's like I can't stop. Like I'm just, I'm just full speed ahead. All right, but we really have to go back to like the wifey story. So what exactly is the story? When did you guys meet? And like, how does she like stand as such like a, you know, probably like empowering and inspiring force in your life? Like what's the story? What's the tea on that? Can you tell us? I met her in Colorado. Um, I had a few stops in, uh, in, in I, I is the first time on my tour in 2019 where I had a few no days way. and we met at a bar. And um, ever since then, we've just like stayed in contact. Uh, we were friends and uh, then one day she, she moved to Brooklyn and then we re reconnected um she's just been so such a solid person in life uh through the most difficult times and she's just and really just like one of the main reasons why i felt like i had hope to like go on at some points in my life you know what i mean and um i made this album for her because i really just wanted to like really express that appreciation and um which and what i do i make art i make music so I wanted to use my my medium to really like express that love and appreciation and admiration, and um, make something that lasts forever. You know? 
since you do everything from from the beats all the way up to directing your own music videos um and obviously you can do things a lot do you feel like how much quicker you can do things since you don't have a label you don't have a and r you don't have any that you have there's no is it basically there's no there's no um tape there's no boundaries to when you release something when it's ready to go you can put it out or do you have a management team or anyone you bounce ideas off of or is it just you I have a management team. Uh, I have a manager, and uh, the people at Venice they distribute my music. They help me with like marketing plans and things like that. And I also have a publicist. And I feel like us all collectively, we work together to release music and try to make sure it gets like the love that uh, it deserves. And yeah, we we work on it. So your story is actually really cool because, if I'm correct, it was like you were sought after by a lot of like labels when you're like coming up and stuff like that. And you actually decided to start your own, right? So yeah, like, yeah. what does it take to like be an artist, but also like lead your own label? Like, how did you come to that decision? Yeah, it's like, I own my, I, I run, I own my own label. Uh, I don't really have any other artists on my label right now. But uh, everybody, every artist kind of has to have a label, you know, even if it's their own, you know. So it's just like I own my own name. It's under my music is under my my company, my production company, my um publishing company, and all that. And uh, it's just really I'm just an artist. I'm I wouldn't say that I'm a label head or a label creator or anything like that. I just make music, and uh, I'm blessed enough to be independent. And so I'm kind of I own myself, you know. Since you, I, I, I'm interested to talk to you about like the production side. Since you know th this this latest album kind of has that more upbeat sort of dance oriented uh, feel to it. In the past, I love I love your tracks that kind of have like that old school boom bap New York feel to it. Um, where do you see hip hop production going in the next two or three years? It feels like the trap drums are kind of on their way out. I hear a lot of sort of '90s influence coming back into it. Where do you feel like hip hop production is, and and what what are you feeling right now? Man, I feel like um, hip hop is in a special place, uh, and it, it's it's at a place where it can be kind of anything. You know, it could be it could sound more like house music, it could be like trap music, it could have R and B tone undertones to it. Um, it's all about what is pushed to the surface and what is pushed to the forefront. I feel like. Um, Whatever whatever sound they want to push at any particular time is what's gonna be hot. I feel like uh we've kind of moved out of the space where we allow different sounds to be out and and like we kind of lean towards one. But I feel like I'm I'm from the 2000s era where everything kind of had its own sound, and I miss that about music. And like right now, uh, I just hear everything. I hear a mix of everything, and and you don't know unless you're on Spotify, on a Spotify playlist, and really tuned in to what's going on. You have to get on radio because it's all it's so many different things out here, and you nobody can be able to really predict uh, the next wave unless you unless you have like really inside information as far as what the radios wants to start, what they what they want to start playing. You know, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I'm really what are you into right now. What are you into personally? Yeah, what are you listening to? Yeah. yeah. Oh, personally, I'm into I'm into Afro beats, man. Like oh, yeah. I love yeah. Mona Lisa. Oh my god. Are you talking about that song? Uh, uh, say it again. 
the Mona Lisa song? How does it go? Do you know that? Oh Let's my god, I don't want to see that performance. I'm sorry. Like, Mona Lisa. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't you think know if you I may not be hip, I may not be as hip as I need to be, but um, oh, man. as far as like new music that's coming out, I'm really digging that, and I'm digging like our alternative R and B. As like a New York like bred OG, how do you feel about? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say this, but like, I guess like the LA kids, like West Coast, is kind of like they're kind of like winning. They're super in tune with like the internet and stuff like that. I feel like not a lot of it's just like rare to see something come out of New York or like start in New York. So how do you feel about like where New York is like in music right now? And maybe what does it need to like get back to that golden age period of like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. I feel like New York, uh, New York radio stations and the people that are really the tastemakers in New York have to find other people other than, you know, the drill rappers. You know, like um, I think that's the mm -hmm. that's, that's their biggest mistake, and they just keep doing it. They just don't stop. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different genres. There's so many different like subcategories of hip hop that are are dope and are being created by New York City artists. But if they don't have the platform, then nobody will ever hear it, and it'll stay underground. And I, I feel like a lot of a lot of artists from New York. Um, People will be like, oh, damn, I didn't even know you were from here, you know? And you wow. wouldn't know because they don't make a specific kind of music, you know? They don't make the drill music. So nobody will ever know. And especially and people in there uh, in the city aren't promoting them. So nobody knows they're from New York. Coming up, a lot of people ask me, yo, are you from California? Are you from mm. Cali? Yo, you mm. from Chicago? Yo, you from... Because they thought I was from wherever, wherever they were from because they figure, yo, like... I don't see the connection between you and New York, you know? And even though I say it all the time in the music, you know what I mean? So like, it makes me, it's really on the responsibility of the tastemakers in New York to actually see what's hot and, and see what's buzzing and allow it to come to the forefront, even though it's not drill rap. Are there places, are there good places in New York for, um, for hip hop artists to perform. I mean, we were talking about SOBs earlier um, before we started the show, but but are there places, do you, if you're a young, you know, if you're a 16 year old, 17 year old rapper, do you feel like there's a place where you can go to show off what you have? Um, I try to remember uh, when I was younger, we used to really make our own opportunities. You know, we'd find like a local space where we could rent out. Yeah, but we used what we could, you know? We used what we could and it was like a little underground scene and I was even part of that where uh, I, I was 15, 16, 17 and uh, I was renting out bars, even though I was not of age yet, but somebody <laughs> allowed us to do it. And I would just rent out the bar and we would just put on a dope show. And um, all my friends would come out and um, uh, Joey Badass was at one of them, Capital Steez was at one of them. This was years ago. Over ten years ago, it's crazy, but yeah. So that was that scene. But I think right now, like SOBs is dope. Uh, back in the day, we had the Knitting Factory. We don't have that anymore. That got shut down. Um, and other than other than that, it was just a whole bunch of uh, kind of like rinky dink places that you know you would only know about if you were there. You know. 
Yeah, yeah, I got that. And D- Demi likes Demi's. Demi's in a rock band. She likes performing on rooftops. Oh yeah, that's, I love that's it. her spot. Yeah. <laughs> rooftops, warehouses. Oh mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a there's a little bit of like a DIY kind of like mentality that still exists here. I think though, with everything that's happening with like the tech. Um, people moving into New York city and everything that's going on is kind of like shifting into this, not the best place to harvest like new artists and stuff like that. But, you know, I want to know, like knowing what you know now, um, like what advice would you give maybe your younger self or like upcoming rappers um, or, you know, artists in hip hop specifically? Mm. Is there something you wish you would have done differently? Maybe. Some I wish I would have done differently. Um, hmm, it's hard to say I'd do anything differently, you know? Yeah, more so, like, what would you, what advice would you give, like, upcoming, you know, artists in hip hop, you know, that want to do what you do today? (laughs) I would say, I would say do it because you love it, you know? Like, um, work, work hard. You got to put your everything into it, into the music. You have to put everything into uh, marketing. I would say, you know, definitely uh make connections you know and not necessarily just with people that are are already established but make connections with the people around you and uh when you go tour when you do tours and you go to different cities make connections in that city that will last and um really a, a database of people that support you and people that you support and and don't stop doing that like uh just make sure your phone book is filled with people and that that want to see you win and that you want to see win. Yeah. yeah. All right. And going back, do you remember what your <clears throat> your first song sounded like in terms of production, in terms of lyrics? And oh, is there any of it that it's like good enough to perform today? Or is, or is it like your mm-hmm. early stuff? You're like, nah, I don't, I can't even. Um, my early stuff. It was very jazzy, like super, super duper jazz, even more jazzy. And uh, it was a lot of instrumentation. All the instrumentation was real too. Like, so it was like real keyboards, like live drums. Like it it was really crazy and I still have it. And sometimes it, I think the lyricism sometimes makes me cringe, but the music was good. (laughs) The music felt good, you know? What's the favorite, like the best line you've ever written? If you could like, (laughs) write something down and like leave it on like put it in the sky that it would be there forever in the uh, universe if you could pick one line that's too difficult that's way too hard yeah that's oh so my god that's rough <laughs> speaking of jazzy you got you got braxton cook on the new album yep, yep, i yep. photographed braxton back in 2018 when i was living in bed uh mm-hmm. photographed him inside of a bodega playing saxophone that's my name um, drop for the for the show um, you mentioned the jazzy thing and I was, cause he sings now, but he plays saxophone on this. Would you like to do more collaborations with jazz artists, with instrumentalists in the future? And I'm so down to, um, I think I'm, I'm in a very collaborative phase in my life where I just want to collaborate, uh, creative people. I want to make good music. I want to, uh, make good content. Uh, and I just a hundred percent would love to collab with, uh, instrument instrumentalist and uh I, I don't know if you know but uh i played the trumpet for yes. good my life yeah so 
Um, so working with working with musicians was was always something that came easy. You know, I, I understand the language of of music of, of, of musicians. You also went to this um, arts high school, no? Yep, yep. I think like being around like like-minded kids at such an early stage, like in those formative years, is so. Um, I don't know. It's like let's just put all these children together that are kind of weird and different. You know, I went to I went to an arts high school as well, and it's like just let them be weird and different together and be be who they want to be without feeling judged. So like, you know, how important was that for you? And yeah. You what know, was that was, like? Were you like making music in the hallways? <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't high school musical or nothing, but <laughs> it was a vibe though. Like, you know, uh, it was still Brooklyn. You got to understand, it's still Brooklyn. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, nah, All in this I, together. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I really it was high school musical. Uh, me, uh, I met some of some of some friends I'm still very close to to this day in high school. And we really connected through through music. Like we would we was we would cut school to hang out in the music room and share ideas and like you know bounce around stuff. Like one of my friends, he didn't even play the keyboard. He played. He came in playing the guitar, and he couldn't sing at all. But now all he does is play the keyboard and sing. You know, whereas like I was still um, I knew how to play the keyboard, but I was learning to play the guitar. So like we we it's like we took things from each other. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, learn from each other like man like we were, we were like brothers in that way like brothers and sisters in that way just trying to learn more and we all came out with uh completely different uh skill sets than we came in with you know so like it it, it definitely made me want to do what i'm doing now and i don't know where i'd be if i was at another school that was just like liberal arts you know yeah 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 i'm sure like i mean along the journey like so much has you know happened in your career i mean you've developed you know in every way possible i mean as like the years go on but like do you have any homies from like back then that you're so close with or like and shout out you know yeah shout out shout out hello o'shea um he's on a lot of my he's on every single album that i've ever put out but uh he was my he was my main guy as far as like music is concerned like he, he was the dude it was me and him all the time so, Coda, beyond the music, you are a a fashion guy. Like you have the clothing company. You we just got your press your press photo from your publicist. The shirt you're wearing and the bucket hat, so good. Um, let's talk about Flyboys though. Um, what was you know? Because a lot of people, a lot of people, musicians actors whatever they do collaborations with brands they do collaborations with with labels but you like wanted to make your own why what how did that come about and how does that fit into your lifestyle now with everything else you got going on yeah i was i was making clothes before i was even making music you know um when i was when i was 15 i started this brand and i was inspired by um by pharrell with billionaire boys club and just i was just inspired by his career man and i was just like man i want to i, I want to make clothes i want to have a brand that people respect and that people look up to and i wanted to mean something i wanted to stand for something and so like when i remember sitting on a stoop uh with my friend marcus and we were 15 and i was just like man i want to create something like that and i was really hyped about nerd nerd was one of my favorite bands at the time 
and I would just listen to those songs on repeat. Uh, there was this one song called Love Bomb where Pharrell says, uh, but if you want to screw me, you got the same gear and same tools, but how you gonna how you gonna make it with your head hanging down, what you see staring at the ground? And I'll never forget that line really inspired me to do everything that I'm doing now. Because when, when I read that, I was when I heard that, I was just like, Man, I could be somebody just like he's somebody, you know? And I can wow. I can make this thing happen. And so like I really you got I gotta give my flowers the flowers to him. Cause that really inspired me as a teenager to just really and I made things happen that like teenagers around me weren't making happen, you know? And it was because of those words. Mm-hmm. What does your family think about your, not just your success, but the fact that you, I think it's really cool that you're still living in Brooklyn and you haven't moved out to Jersey or anything. Um, do you feel like you'll always be there? Do you feel like you'll always be there? Yeah, I always have a presence in Brooklyn, you know? Um, East Coast. Yeah, it's where I'm from. Uh, specifically Brooklyn, man. I, if I'm on the East Coast, I'm not living anywhere else. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other place. My even my my boys are like, yo, you don't you wouldn't live in another borough. I'm like, nah, nah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm I'm Brooklyn through and through. If I'm here, if I'm on the East Coast, I'm here. But I love the West Coast though, you know. So I might I might move to the West Coast. We'll see. Yeah. Uh oh. Don't search up on us. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's crazy. I have a place out on the West Coast, and I I, I try to spend as much time there as I can. Uh, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's home. Brooklyn is home. It keeps when you come to the West Coast, what do you? where do you like to go? What do you like to do? Are you a beach guy? Are you more like uh, going out to nice restaurants? Like, what do you like to do when you're out here? I'm a beach guy, man. I'm a beach guy. Like, I love the... One one of my favorite things about being on the West Coast is um my house in particular. It just it just has a, a nice lawn, you know, uh it has a nice backyard. The uh, stuff you can't get in New York. The stuff that I yeah, I can't get it, man. I got a driveway in a garage. It's three blocks away from the beach. Uh it's walking distance from any restaurant that I want to go to. I'm like, for me, that stuff is I don't take it for granted at all. I appreciate it. I breathe it in every day that I'm out there. Uh, I like to be away from the noise, a hundred percent, man. I don't like to. I don't like to be in the mix. I rather, if if something is going on, if there's an event or something, I'll drive out there. I'll take the forty minute Uber, rather than just be in the mix all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what when when Demi comes out here to L.A., oh she just go, she looks at the mountains and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks so nice out here. She's like, you know, if you come from New York, you go out to L.A., just like a whole other world. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of New York. We want we have this little rapid fire game we play, and we wanted to get your opinion on different New York stuff. You know, yeah. get get you know what your preferences on things. <laughs> so the first one we have is, what's your favorite bodega sandwich? When you go to the deli, when you go to the, what do you when you go to the counter, what do you order? Easy turkey. I mean, I'm weirdo. I'm a weirdo. I gotta understand turkey, honey honey turkey cheese and honey mustard on a roll. On a roll, okay, okay, specific. Yep. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I, I like the honey turkey too, but I do the spicy mustard with the honey turkey. That's my, that's, that's my preference. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is maybe not the best, but what's like the most useful train line on the subway? Ooh, that's tough. I'm not. I haven't taken a train in a while. <laughs> I would have to. I would have to tell you when. 
last time I took the train, I say like the two or the three. The two or the two three. Or three. Oh, I'm West Side. The four. But those you mean the most useful, like the ones that work the best? Or are the ones that you use the most, the ones oh. your, your favorites? Oh, um, my favorites. It's not my favorite, but I've used it the most in my life is the G. G. <laughs> G train, G train. That was that was my train. But I do like being on. I don't mind being on the F. You know. You mind being on the F. I don't mind. <laughs> but the um the 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 six train was always the cleanest. The four, uh the 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 number lines were always cleaner. The number lines are clean because they go up into the rich neighborhoods. There you go. There you go. And so the rich people make sure that they're nice looking. That's. Yeah. I, I won't get into the whole. My favorite line. train is the L train. Thank you. The L train. That's L -train. terrible. That's terrible. All Day. Oh. No, because it like goes everywhere. Like it goes all the way through Manhattan, then all the way to the end of yeah. like Brooklyn, Queens. Like three boroughs right there. Come on. Have you ever seen those um pictures where um there's like a hunt, like a, a hour wait for the for the L train? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. An hour. Yo, yeah. I've seen some crazy stuff with the L train, man. And it goes through. Honestly, it goes through my least favorite neighborhood in Brooklyn, which is Williamsburg. Oh, wait a second. Williamsburg, yeah, you know Williamsburg is like this. It's like the Manhattan of, of Brooklyn. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It looks like Soho. Mm -hmm. like well, we're now. actually going to go to Crate and Barrel, you know, and West Elm. And yeah. They have a West Elm in Williamsburg? I don't know. It feels like they should. I don't know if they do. It feels like probably they probably do. Honestly, that's very believable. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you might have so something. Yeah, I, 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 we were curious. We were, we were, we were talking about like Williamsburg versus other parts of Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and the people like try to differentiate differentiate between Williamsburg and East Williamsburg, but East Williamsburg is basically Bushwick, and it's just like anyway. Right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, I feel like the East Williamsburg is a label people use when they don't want to tell people they live in Bushwick. They're like, I live in East Williamsburg. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um. You talked about you like quiet, you like getting out. When you're in New York, you want to escape, you want to go someplace a little less noisy, less crowded. Where do you go? What do you do? I go home. <laughs> Honestly, New York is it's hard to get away from the noise. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard. Like um if you're looking for a sanctuary and you gotta go home, or you, you can go upstate, but he's saying like in New York City. Yeah. Uh that's that's tough, man. Uh it depends. It depends, man. It depends where sometimes it's it's hot in bed style. Sometimes like when you go downtown, that's the hot area to be. Oh, well, downtown is always hot. Yeah. So, you know, even in my I live in Bed Stuy and it's pretty chill for the most part. You know, yeah. so I can be on my block, I could go to the park, I could relax and um and get away from the noise. I'm not in Manhattan or anything. So Yeah, I I moved from Bushwick to Bed Stuy and I the first thing I noticed was how much more quiet it was. Oh yeah, if you're if you're in Bushwick, 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 Williamsburg, uh downtown Brooklyn, uh where else? Uh Crown Heights can get noisy, but Bed Stuy is like very relaxed, you know? It's mostly it's more residential. There's not as many like stores and community centers and like the kind of things that create a lot of, you know. Mm -hmm. Um okay, so do you have this is controversial? There may be a little controversial. I don't want you to upset anybody, okay. but do you have a favorite NYC rapper? Yeah, Jay Z. Jay Z. Okay, that's 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 Jay -Z. a safe that's a safe answer. Why Jay Z? I'm not even trying to be safe, man. My first 
My first concert was Jay-Z. Um, wow. my, bro my brother took me, uh, I was graduating junior high school. It just goes to show you like, man, how, how big a fan I was. I was probably like, I don't know, like 11, 12 years old. And I knew every lyric. He did his Reasonable <laughs> Doubt. He did his Reasonable Doubt concert at Radio City Music Hall. And it was the craziest experience I've ever had, man. I was, we were in third row. I can't row. imagine. We were in the third row, bro. And I was just singing every song, man. I was, and people must have been looking at me like, look at this kid. Who is this? Who's this kid? Well, <laughs> have a great one. Now, now, we wrote these ahead of time. So just keep that in mind. We had Lower East Side of Williamsburg. Obviously, you're going to go with Lower East Side. I'm gonna go with Lower East Side 100% because I have like more history out there. Like um, when I was in high school, uh, like I was really into the uh, Lower East Side culture. Uh, there was a brand called A Life. I don't know if y'all you know about you know about A Life. Uh, I don't, Demi. Demi, you don't know. Let me put y'all on some New York. Like you know, A Life was huge back then. It was like you know what it is. It's like it was kind of like this very niche thing that you if you know about it, you know about it, and uh, it was. In, in at his time like supreme you know and it was nice. like a lead a leader in culture a leader in streetwear culture i think everybody if you if you're from new york you should definitely um check in with, to, to find out what a life was man like they had artists back then they were really tight with like q-tip and um they used to do shows in their backyard and like, yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing bro uh there was a spot called dave's quality meat and they it was a sneaker spot and i remember like that was the time where les had all of these like very small sneaker streetwear spots and it was a crazy time in streetwear so i'm always go with les yeah. uh, one more yankees or mets oh um, mets mets, mets. Yeah. really yeah even uh yeah, my great, my <laughs> what great, are you doing? What are the Mets doing? Oh it, man! It doesn't matter what my great grandmother was a Mets fan. She was a big Mets fan, and so like it, okay. it's, it's easy. You gotta to say loyal. I've hated the I've hated the Yankees all my life. You know. That's <laughs> the one. Okay, let's go off on a little sports thing real quick. Because you're 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 a native Brooklyn guy. How do you feel about the Nets? Are you behind them? Or are you still like Knicks, Knicks, Knicks? Yeah, I was behind the Nets until they treated Kyrie the way they did, man. They didn't. Oh, have, yeah. Yeah, they gave him. They 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 treated him like a little child. You know what I mean? They tried to tell him that in order for him to start to play again, he had to do thirty things as if he was a, a school student. You know what I mean? I don't like yeah. that. I don't like that he treated him. And I was a Nets fan before that, man. I was a Nets fan before that, but after that, man, they. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of anybody anymore. I'm just oh, so you you're not even a Knicks fan either? I've never been a Knicks fan, dude. Oh, really? Never been a Knicks fan. <laughs> the, um, even back in the day, I was a Sixers fan because of Allen Iverson. Oh, okay. You know, and and uh, when he really when he left the league, I really stopped watching basketball altogether. Honestly. Well, you know, you you bring up an interesting point is that because of the Knicks were so terrible for so long, I felt like they lost a generation of possible fans. Because mm -hmm. interesting, you know, they didn't put a product on the court that a ten-year-old kid could get behind. You know, so yeah. I understand being being a Sixers fan. Um, don't blame me for that. Nah, but to say I, I don't know if that's true because I have boys, I have friends that are diehard Knicks fans. Like they okay. love the Knicks. You know, they made a little bit of a comeback. 
Yeah, they, yeah they're, 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 on, they're on the way up now. Yeah. I'm happy to see them do well. You know what I mean? I'm 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 always been a root for the underdog. So if the trust me, if the Knicks are in the playoffs, I'm I'm going for the Knicks, you know? Like, and I'm 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 not gonna say that I'm a big Knicks fan or anything. I'm not gonna lie and try to, you know, I'm not bandwagoning. But I would I would love to see them win because I'm from New York. So go ahead. You know? Yeah, if if the Knicks even made it to the finals, didn't you have to win the finals, but they make it to the finals, the city will just be like lit up. Oh my goodness. I mean, they like, they made it to the second round and then in the city. Oh, was, I know. It was like you made it to the championship. Yeah. 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 Hey, totally. If they get to the finals, they gotta win the finals. I'm sorry, bro. If you get if they if the New York Knicks get to the finals, they gotta win. Or else, I don't even know if they should even be a team anymore, bro. Like, oh, man. like come on, man. Like, the, if, if they think about it, it's been so long since they touched the finals. It's been so long. Like, yeah, yeah. we will never, we will probably never see that again if they don't win it, you know? Mm. So they, they, that's, that's, that's scary for them. <laughs> scary. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, mean, I wish I could talk basketball with you for a while because I, I, I got, I got questions. I got opinions, but this isn't sports talk, and you're not Stephen A. Smith. Y'all should do another a sport, do a sports segment, and just have it fully sports because we could really chat, man. I love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My boy, we love going back with stats, man. Playoff time is our favorite time of the year, so let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. We'll hook it up. All right, man. We'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Nah, thank you guys. Appreciate. Oh, you. we gotta mention you. You the tour starts October twentieth. Is that right? Yep. So it's okay. So catch Coda on tour coming to a venue near you starting October 20th. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I'm going to get so a BTS we'll later. We'll picture. Later. Okay, I'm going to okay. just get a quick BTS picture. Okay. I'm from New York. <laughs> Woo! All right. You got Bye. it. All right. Bye. Coach, your friend. We'll see you later. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks. Bro. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, gotta, we that gotta was that Coda the friend. That was Coda the friend. Yes, and New York OGs. Yeah, I just like once we got into the New York stuff, I just wanted to talk about New York stuff. You know, I know. Yeah, man. You you said you don't. No, I said like I know. I mean, it's oh, like okay. no, New York, New York. We've got a few diamonds. We've got a few diamonds, and um, they're out here. Yeah, no, I, I know that you know you you were in LA for a while. Now you're back home in New York. How do how do you feel? How does does it feel good to be back home? Oh man, honestly, Jordan. Yeah, man, you might have to switch it up again. I don't know. Yeah, you know, switch it up. I feel like in a couple months, when the weather gets cold, you may have a different answer. You know. Do you see him right now? Unreal. Yeah. Change my mind. All right, guys. That'll be it for us. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edwards Studio. Follow Demi at Demi underscore Ramos. Stream all of Demi's music. Go to popdust.com for not just the latest news, but also past interviews and episodes of It's Real with Jordan and Demi, as well as the Demi Ramos show, uh, which we have been working on as well. So until next time, we'll see you later. Later.